are listening to Doula's Going Digital, a podcast about taking your important birth work online to reach more people. I'm your host, Nicole Joy, digital doula, mother to three of the most incredible little humans ever, accidental unassisted home birth after cesarean mom, and corporate real estate finance dropout turned birth CEO. I've helped thousands of families learn better, more supportive ways to birth. And I help birth professionals build sustainable businesses, leveraging the beautiful tool that is the internet. Before we jump into the episode, I want to remind you to add your name to the wait list for the next round of the online business school. It doesn't open until next year, but when you're on the wait list, you will get my weekly free shit Tuesday emails. So anything for you that I have going on, helpful business information, tips, inspiration, all of the above, you'll get it via email every Tuesday. And you'll be the first to find out about my special Black Friday offers. And then of course, when the online business school opens next year, you will get a special offer just for being on the wait list. Click the link in the show notes, enter your name and email, and then we can continue our connection and conversation through your inbox. Hey friends, and welcome back. Happy December. We are closing in on the end of the year. If you haven't noticed, social media and generally the interwebs are getting quieter and quieter by the day right now. In my opinion, and in my personal experience, that's partly a reflection of where we are at, our energy during this season, right? many people during the holiday season kind of pull back. You know, when I worked in corporate, corporate was like dead zone for the holidays. And I always worked during the holidays. I never took my time off because I got days off for Christmas and New Year's, but it was an easy time to work at the office because nobody was there. So traffic was easy, all of that, right? But it still felt like a huge slowdown. All the owners, all the bosses were gone for like at least a week, sometimes more during the holidays big decisions weren't being made, big important conference calls generally weren't occurring. Now, if you are in an industry that is served by the holiday season, that might be a little bit different for you. But for many of us, this is a time of year that we kind of slow down. And it's also reflective of what's happening with the seasons too, because as it gets colder, our bodies feel the desire to stay inside and to retreat inward, you know, and spend more time snuggling in blankets in the bed and being warm and cozy inside with coffee or tea or whatever, and journaling and writing, reading, whatever. And in Florida, it's a little bit different. It feels odd sometimes because the body wants to do that. But Floridians know that this is the time of year to get your ass outside and enjoy when it's not 90 degrees because it's not that cold here when in the winter. And so um, it's a little bit off, right? But for most of the world, really, this is a time of year where we slow down and the body wants to go in, right? That energy is kind of what we're available for. So that might be what you're experiencing, at least for me on social media, is I kind of, as I check out, I feel a checkout. I experience people checking out and being present. It's not a bad thing. It just is for me. It might be different for you. Also, many places in the world are now open that 
may not have been all that open the last two Christmases or Hanukkahs or whatever holiday that you're honoring this time of year, the last two holiday seasons, it may have been impossible or some people just might not have been comfortable traveling yet. And so families may be taking trips this year for the first time since 2019. And when they're doing that, because of everything that's occurred over the last couple of years, they feel this desire to be more present. They realize the importance of really slowing down and being present with the people that are right in front of them. And, and I mean, really, do we, do we want them to be glued to social media constantly during that time? If it's the first trip they've taken in a couple of years? No, we don't want that, right? So what does that mean for you, for your business, for your social media, growing your account, whatever it is that you're working on? And I was talking to one of my coaches recently about this. And we were talking about how this, you know, if this is your situation, this isn't for everybody, right? Like not everybody's experiencing this, but if you feel like, yeah, I kind of do feel that way, then this might not be the best time to pour all of our minutes and our energy and our effort into creating social media posts right now. You know, maybe not. Maybe, and the way she just described it was your best content might be saved for after this slowdown, right? And to be clear, this doesn't mean that you shouldn't post or that your work won't be seen or read or heard or watched. It doesn't mean any of that. I firmly believe that people will find what they need when they need it and when they're ready for it. And honestly, my Instagram account is a great example of this. There are a lot of people in that community, somewhere over 5,000. I don't know the exact amount, but there's about a little over 5,000 people in my Instagram community as of now, which in the world of Instagram and business is not that big. But in my head, if you put 5,000 people in a room, that feels like a pretty good sized community, right? But your average engagement on my posts is pretty low. And I don't really care. It doesn't matter that much. So I also, you know, the other side of this coin is that just because people are being quiet on social media, if they're not commenting on your stuff, if they're not engaging, it doesn't mean they're not reading it. It doesn't mean that they're not taking action behind the scenes. It doesn't mean that they're not listening to your podcast or watching your videos or whatever. It doesn't mean any of that. It just means that many of us are so... We're just in our, for me, I even get into this where I'm in my own world. And I just, even if I see something that looks great, I don't always engage with it. Even though I know how important that can be, I have to check myself and remind myself like, Hey, this is actually important to them. So I do have to consciously make that effort. Right. And so it means nothing about your work. If people are being quiet, it really doesn't. I mean, I've shared that, you know, my business has now hit six figures two years in a row and my engagement on social media is low. Go to my Facebook business page and just scroll through and look at how many clicks or I mean, likes or whatever. It's hardly anything. It's not an indication of your business success at all. So just remember that, right? Would I believe whatever, if it needs to get out of you and it needs to be shared and somebody out there needs to hear it, see it, read it, listen to it, watch it, then it will happen. It's a match. No matter what the engagement or the analytics say. And still, I'm practical and intentional with my time during December as a business owner, as a mother of three, and realizing how quickly this time is going by with my kids. So normally, December is a time when I slow down to do some planning 
And it wasn't always like this. You know, it's taken a couple of years of figuring this out. Like, hey, wait a minute. This is actually a good time for me to slow down a little and think intentionally and when we move into the next year to move with intention, not to just show up on January 1st, like, okay, so what are we doing now? You know, so there is some balance for me of planning and bringing up that masculine energy side of my business and creating a plan, even if I know that it's going to be a loose plan. And that if I feel some feminine energy, divine inspiration to make a change, I will make a change. So I plan. And before I do that, I unpack and debrief this year. So this is a good time to start debriefing and unpacking how this year has gone. Cleaning out the old stuff, if you think of it another way. So before you start planning for 2022, the next couple episodes, this series on the podcast is going to guide you through just some cleaning out because it's really tricky to create new, to bring in something new that we desire when there's something old and stagnant that's lingering, you know? So cleaning out things shifts the energy and creates space for the things that we desire. Example, have you ever tried to work or be productive at a cluttered desk? It's possible, but it's like, it's like walking through mud, like knee deep in mud. It's really hard. Clean out the mud. And then you can walk a lot easier and move a lot quicker and move and flow. So this December, if you are deciding to slow down a little bit and be a little bit more intentional, and if what you're experiencing in the social media world is kind of quiet, you know, and you're not doing anything huge for December, even if you are, the suggestions I'm going to make over the next couple of episodes are going to be pretty simple things that you can do a little bit at a time. Join me. I invite you to join me in a massive clean out, cleaning out the old gunk, icky, sticky stuff. And so in this episode, we're starting with the physical stuff. We're going to clean out your physical energetic spaces. And it doesn't have to be Marie Kondo level yet. <laughs> We're not quite, I don't really even do it like that. And I'm, I like to consider myself pretty organized, but I'm not like Marie Kondo level. I've actually never taken her class. I don't know. I don't, I don't know a whole lot about it. I watched maybe half of an episode and I couldn't get into the show, but I get the gist of it. Right. And I am on board for this general clean out to clear space for what you desire to bring in. You can have the most incredible dreams and desires for 2022 and beyond, but if you don't start clearing out some of this old stuff, it's really gonna block you like that thick knee-high mud. Okay, so let's walk through a couple spaces that physically, this is going to be my homework for you. Here is just, let's start with five. Five physical spaces that you can get through this week. You can do it with your kids nearby. If you're like, oh, I don't have time and da-da, bring your kids along with you. I do that. The first one is your closets. Go through your closet, go through your partner's closet, go through your kids' closets. We did this for my son, was it the week before Thanksgiving? And we bagged up old clothes. You know, I do it every so often because you know how quickly kids go through stuff. And so we donate. Now for the girls, 
they hand down, you know, my middle child does hand me downs to the baby. Um, but the baby stuff that doesn't fit, we send to a good family friend who I know will know we know and love. And I know that I think that she likes them. (laughs) So we send some stuff to her. We donate some stuff at local spots. So I, I included my son in it because he needs to try things on. So I know what fits and listen, Side note, in one year since last like holiday season, winter in Florida, when we bought him sweatpants, a dress outfit for his performance at school, that kind of thing, family photos, these things were like inches too short on him. I was like, oh my gosh. So we bagged up about three trash bags worth of stuff out of his closet and toys too, because he's reached an age now where he just, just really isn't interested in toys anymore. So the first one, number one is go through all the closets and bag up some things to get rid of, clean it out, donate it. Clothing donations truly change people's lives. I was a child who received donations from my first grade teacher. Uh, She had a daughter who was a little bit older than me and they used to clean out her closet so often and send me stuff. And I was just thinking about this the other day, how I remember so vividly being like, maybe 11 or 12. And she was still sending me bags of donated clothes. And her daughter was in college and would still send home clothes for me. And she gave me um, this baby blue, like satin pajama set. It was like satin shorts and a tank top. And I was like, oh my God, this is the best thing I've ever experienced in pajamas. I didn't even know this existed, like matching cute. I mean, it was incredible. And she also sent home some FSU. So- I think they're softy shorts, the shorts that cheerleaders used to wear. I'm, I was not a cheerleader, but um, I know that they cheerleaders always wore those, those one cotton shorts that have the fold over band. You know what I'm talking about? And like the tag says like softy or something, and they sell them at like Dick's Sporting Goods. So she had some that were FSU and I didn't even go to FSU. I never ended up going to FSU, but I still wore the hell out of them. So Anyway, for years, they would send donations to us and it was a huge thing, you know, and then we, when we were done with it, we would donate it to one of the families next door, you know, who had a daughter younger than me. So yeah, that was a little bit of a riff, but it makes a difference, you know, and when in doubt, just, I know that there's been times when I'm like, oh, is this even worth donating? And then I think about folks that may be in a temporarily um, homeless situation and socks, things like old socks that you might be inclined to put in the trash make a difference, you know? So anyhow, um, number two, (laughs) more in your home, look around your home at things that you can donate. And like example, Halloween decorations just all came down and I still got rid of a handful of Halloween decorations, you know, things that just don't, need to stay in our family, in our house anymore. So look through the home. And then I guess I'm getting a little bit more specific into the home, but that was more of like a comprehensive big piece, kitchen pieces, maybe, you know, go into your kitchen and look through the cabinets. Are there pieces that you just don't use um, that somebody else might be able to enjoy? Number three, your workspace. Okay. If you have an office, office, if you have a desk in your bedroom, go to that workspace, wherever it is that you do your work, clean it out, shred old papers that need to be shredded, 
go through that stack of mail that's sitting in the corner drawer, start to organize. This is a good time actually while you're doing this to start to compile your receipts as you find them. Clean out your workspace. If you want to have clarity in your business going into the new year, I cannot say it enough that cleaning your workspace just a little bit is wildly helpful. Okay, number four, drawers. So go into your kitchen, that old junk drawer. We have to clean our junk drawer like every couple of months because somehow things just start to pile up in it and it makes me wild. We did a drunk junk drawer clean. I can't say that junk drawer clean out this week. And I found like, actually my nanny did it and she brought them in to me and handed me a stack of Target gift cards. And I was like, oh, yeah. So we get gift cards. Sometimes the kids get them for gifts and whatever. And they just kind of stack up and I forget they're in there. So I have a stack of gift cards to go do some holiday shopping. But clean out your drawers, get rid of things that are just cluttering, you know, look at old bills and shred things you don't need, that kind of thing. And then number five, the last one for this list for physical stuff is, and if you are a parent, you need to hear this, clean out your car, (laughs) clean out your car, the old water bottles, the goldfish, the crackers, the bags of stuff. I do a pretty decent job at keeping my car mostly cleaned out. There's also a huge pile of sand in the backseat of my car as we speak, because the youngest at her school, they have a, their playground is sand. So when she comes home from school, she brings like shoes full of sand and she likes to take off her shoes in the car and dump the sand all over the backseat of my car. And so as I'm saying this, I'm going to be doing it too. I'm going to go into my car today and I'm going to be vacuuming out the sand. I also know that there's a couple extra bags of things that we need to donate. So I'm going to make one round of driving and drop off the donations, vacuum out the car. I'm going to stop at UPS and send back any Amazon returns, that kind of thing. Clean out your physical spaces. I know it sounds simple, but that's the homework for this week. That's the homework for this episode. It does impact your business. We'll start there. And then in the next couple episodes, I'll guide you through a couple other spaces that we can clean out together. And I encourage you to share with me what you're cleaning out. So how to do that is take pictures, take videos, boomerangs, whatever it is, or just type it up. What are you cleaning out? What are you donating? Share it to your Instagram stories and tag me at Nicole underscore joy underscore underscore. Tag me at Nicole joy so I can see. Um, I'll do the same. And let's start cleaning out this crap so that we can get ready for next year. Okay. Have a beautiful week, my friend. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day and listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you found value in what I'm sharing here. And if you did, can you do me a little favor and go and rate and review this episode? I will share a link in the show notes so that it's really easy to rate and review this podcast. It would mean a lot to me as this is truly a passion project. Have a beautiful day and I will see you next week.